Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Happy Friday. Mike Shope and the Bulldogs, Sal Capaccio, our roundtable coming your way right now on WGR. Can I get away with, just to start a conversation, not being taken too literally with, uh, is this the biggest game ever? Because it just kind of feels like the biggest game ever. Sal Bulldog and I took a wrong turn earlier in the show down to Dark Alley. Uh, a little bit of a what will this be if they lose a uh, little stretch of the show. Shudder to think about it for Still different reasons. Still trying to shake it off. Still trying to shake it off. <laughs> Still trying to find the car after getting lost down that street earlier. But I don't know. Like, it's the end of the week almost, uh, and we've we've said, tried to encapsulate how big this game is many different ways. It just feels like about as big as it gets. I, I have no idea what you guys are talking about other than the fact that, yes, this is a very big game <laughs> for the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, yeah, it's really big, and I think – you know, you're always caught in the moment because if you win this game, you got another one to play, right? I mean, it's not it's not the Super Bowl. It's not even the AFC Championship. It's the divisional round. But considering these histories, um, the two quarterbacks, what has happened the last few years, yeah. I mean, even traditionally, it's two AFL teams, and they go back a long way, and they've had battles, and they've played in the playoffs even prior to the last few years, back in the 90s, when the Chiefs came to Buffalo a couple of times, right? I mean, there's just, there's so much here, legacies, you know, um, you know, changes in coaching staffs or players or whatever can be impacted by what happens in these types of games. You go back all the way back, and the Chiefs beat the Bills to go to Super Bowl One. So, I mean, <laughs> that's, right. that's about as old school as it gets uh, that's right. there, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, it, it feels, Sal, to me, I mean, I, I don't even know really what is what this is to say. They just have to find a way to win this game. You know, I mean, it, it's it's set up for them. Um, yes, they've got adversity in the form of injuries and a short week, and the Chiefs are rested and healthier, but we've been waiting for them to have to come here for a playoff game, and here it is. It's maybe not the exact perfect scenario where the Bills are the one and have the rest and all that, um, and they paid a price for having to pay uh, play last week with all the injuries they suffered in that wild card game. But all that said, this is the team that's been in the way during this the, the early part of Josh Allen's career and this this Super Bowl window being open. And you know, just you just got to find a way to get it done. 
Yeah, I agree. By the way, you know what they say, Bulldog? Every 30 years, the Bills and Chiefs meet in the playoffs for rights to go to Super Bowls or championship games, right? I mean, that's what it is. 64, 94, whatever. You know, we're here. We're here. 30, yeah. 30 years. 20, 2053, 2053, 2054. Mark it on your calendars, everyone. Um, listen, the... Also, those games have all, these, all been yes. in Buffalo. <laughs> Maybe yeah, 2054 yeah, will be the go. year Kansas City finally gets a home game. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You know, I, I go on these shows throughout the week and like you guys do and, you know, you have other markets or national shows reach out to you. And, you know, that that is something that's been asked this week. And I say, yeah, we've been talking about it, which is, you know, is this the game they have to win to kind of atone for what happened a couple of years ago? And was that the best look they've had at it? And I say, yeah, I generally think that two years ago was the best look they've had at it, um, you know, having a lead with 13 seconds left and ultimately not winning the game. I think that was the best team in this kind of, you know, iteration of the Bills. Mm -hmm. But when I think about it a little deeper, you know, now might be even better, a better look because they're at home and they have an ability here to, you know, you have the Chiefs. And yes, I know Lamar Jackson's out there, no CJ Stroud, but you had Joe Burrow and what they were doing at that time. And yeah, they went to Kansas City and they won. So this might be the best look at it. This might be a better look. And I'll be honest, as really nice as that team was, this team might have a little more depth than that team. Um, Especially because these players, a lot of them, they were in their first or second year around that time. Yeah, they had some veterans, but they got guys now who've been through that. And now they're in their primes or a little bit past or whatever, and they're older, and they're three years or two years older than that. They've gone through it. So... I could push back on the notion that that team was so much better. Josh Allen even, right? He's gotten better since then. I, I think the top-end talent, what they had, and how they were scoring points, and Brian Dable and what he was doing with the offense, for sure. Like, that was just a magnificent team. But I think what Sean McDermott's done with this defense, how they've patched together, the depth that they've shown to be able to overcome a lot of these injuries, mm-hmm. I, I could push back on the notion that that team was so much better because I think on that side of the ball, they may be better you know, equipped to handle these kinds of things. Right. What, what, what they had was the opportunity to come home and play the AFC title game. That's and right. That, that's what they lost there. And, you know, we'll, we'll see if they have that opportunity with a win uh, on Sunday. We'll know, we'll know, of course, on Saturday night whether that's the case. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like your point here. I, I said all week leading up to the wild card game with Pittsburgh, this is as good a look as they've had at it because they are going to be home for two weeks and they don't have to go to Arrowhead. I mean, in 20, when they were home for two weeks, we knew that that was looming out there. They're going to have to go to the mm-hmm. Chiefs if they get there and the Chiefs get there. And sure enough, that's what happened. And the Bills really, you know, that, that was not, you know, that was not a particularly close game as it wore on. The Chiefs really kind of ran away from them. So being home, the Bengals being out is a big part of that point about this being the best look they've had at it because that's another team that you just don't have to deal with. And they've they've kind of been, you know, it's only a couple games, but they've kind of been kryptonite to the Bills. Yeah, and if I rewind back to that year, you're right. Like everybody knew, man, if you win, you still got to go to Kansas City. That's really tough. You know, AFC Championship, that's going to be a really, really tough mountain to climb. We saw what that team was. That team came here to Buffalo with no fans that year, right? And we saw you know, how how good they were. I don't get the same sense. No disrespect to the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think anyone's thinking like that. You know, it's like, hey, if the Ravens are home, yeah, you got to go there. That's a challenge. But the Bills can beat that team. They've We've seen that happen. The Bills have beat 
the Ravens in their stadium in the regular season and here in Buffalo in the playoffs. The Bills under Sean McDermott have done a good job against Lamar Jackson. And if you get the Texans at home, oh my gosh, C.J. Stroud, a rookie quarterback in the cold coming up to Buffalo. Like That's why I think that this game is so big because there's a there's a feeling of optimism of you get past this game, you got a really good chance to get to the Super Bowl. And the other part about all of this is the team on the other side just doesn't seem like the same team, right? They're, they've had their struggles. Yes, they can still put together a really nice game like they did last, sun, last Saturday night against the Miami Dolphins, but the Chiefs are not the same Chiefs that we've really seen over the last few years, especially on that side of the ball. I think defensively they're very good, and they've improved a lot, but they're not the same juggernaut that we've seen over the last few years. That has been true throughout this season. But I think you would also say, like, what, what I where I end up with Kansas City is, you know, it's like the Belichick Brady teams where you can you just never want to rule them out. And last week they were good. Rice has developed. They're pretty healthy. Their defense is excellent. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes and Kelsey are so proven that you know the Bills will do well if the Chiefs look like they looked in twelve of their games this year offensively and they're scoring around 20 points that's you, you would take that but with what they've proven through their history and bill's deficiencies defensively the possibility also exists that you know <laughs> you're you're in deep uh, against this offense yeah. so i'm not i'm not um i'm not necessarily expecting you know what i saw when i watched kansas city play the raiders on christmas and they couldn't get first downs I hear you, and no, I, I, I mean, no, I'm not certainly not counting them out. I, don't, I would think that would be a big mistake for anybody. But I do think there's something to them having to be in this situation for the first time, and coming to Buffalo. And I do, you know, I, I've said it all week. I, I know what it's like at Arrowhead. I've been on that field plenty of times. I know how tough it is to get the calls in, to get to the line of scrimmage, to make your checks. And I just think that is a really big deal in this game in the Bills' favor because the Chiefs will have to deal with that when they have not had to deal with that at all in the playoffs under Patrick Mahomes and not only at all anywhere, but now here at this stadium, which can get as loud as any place in the league. It's very much like Arrowhead. I think they're very similar in that regard. And I think on the other side of the ball is the same thing with the Bills' offense having the ability to communicate a little more and if Josh Allen wants to get out of something, check into something, out of something, I think those little things should matter in this game. At the end of the day, you got to go execute, right? Can't be throwing the ball to the other team, and you got to make tackles, and all those things that go into winning football games. That's true. But this is the situation you've been preparing for and wanting for because all those little things that go into having the home field advantage. I, I like this point a lot from the, like you're talking about like just the mechanics of it, like you know, right making yep. calls and switching up things if you want to. And I think just on the field, the the offensive tackles for the Chiefs is maybe a, a weak link on the entire team, and that that crowd noise should also be a factor or c- could also be a factor there and I like the Bills to be able to get off and and maybe get after Mahomes in a way that it's just flat out harder to do at Arrowhead that's right and look the the Bills are the more banged up team of course they are I mean this is a tough spot for them they have a lot of injuries which we can talk about but the Chiefs have a couple sneaky injuries that are gonna you know be uh things that could you know impact them including one of those um tackles 
has been ter- declared out, Wanye Morris. Now, he's not the starter, but he's the backup. And the uh, Juwan James, right, he's the tackle that has all the, the, um, the penalties on the year. That's one. You know, and then you have um, their, other, their other offensive tackle, his name escapes me. Um, he, he hasn't been all that great this year. So, yeah, and the, that depletes their depth a little bit. And then on top of that, guys, we all know the story of their wide receivers this year, right? Their wide receivers just have been really consistent. They haven't helped out Patrick Mahomes. And you get Cardarius Tony and Justin Ross are both questionable to play in this game. So even if they do play, maybe they're not completely 100%. Sky Moore, not that he's been a big contributor or anything, but that would help with depth if you had him. He's been put on IR today. So there are a few little things here that mm-hmm. you know could impact their offense as well from an injury standpoint. Donovan Smith, by the well, way. Well, let's the break down the Bills. In- right. Yeah. Donovan Smith, Jawan Taylor, right? Kansas City. Yep. Jawan James, I said it's Jawan Taylor. Thank you. Sorry about that. Let- Let's break down the Bills' injury list here um, yeah. because it's, it's, it's right to. It's necessary. Uh, Sean McDermott told you this morning on WGR, four players ruled out. These guys had not been practicing. Davis, Rapp, Spector, and Benford. Uh, can you go through them and just sort of the, the magnitude of each loss? Maybe Rapp is sneaky, uh, you know, damaging. He had a good game. Yeah. He clinched the Miami game the Sunday night, but was hurt on that play. Missed Pittsburgh and the Bills' depth that you talked a lot about here already really being tested. For sure. And, yeah, so on the offensive side, just, you know, Gabe Davis – you know, we know what he's done against Kansas City. Is there anything to read into that? You know, how they've defended the Bills. It's given opportunity for Gabe Davis to have these big games. Sure. I think you could look at it that way. Um, it, it's not a huge loss as far as, you know, where they can spread the ball around. I think Khalil Shakir has really stepped up, obviously. I would expect Andy Isabella to be elevated. But you might need a guy like Trent Sherfield to catch a couple passes in this game, right? Now, Stefan Diggs was limited, and Sean McDermott said he had a foot injury last week that something else popped up throughout the week with the foot injury. But he was at practice today, and from the video I saw, I wasn't down there because we had the, the show in the studio today at the to- at time, a little time before that. Anyway, there was some video from other media members, and seemed like he was bouncing around and stuff. He has no injury designation. He was limited, but it is something to keep an eye on. Um, so, yeah, that, that could impact that side of the ball. The other side... I, I can't believe still that Terrell Bernard might actually play. I have no idea. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. That appears to be a true game time decision. But in the meantime, they are hurting at depth because Bale Inspector has been declared out. So, yeah, that's something that hurts you with depth wise if you don't have Bernard. If you have Bernard and Specter is out, it's not nearly as big of a deal. But if you're already down your starting linebacker, the guy who filled in for the other linebacker last week is out because that's Bale Inspector who filled in for Tyrell Dodson. Um, Taylor Rapp, you're right. Sneaky loss there because now, you know, your third safety, we talked about this for a couple weeks, guys, your third safety becomes Cam Lewis. When you play dime defense, Cam Lewis comes in. That's fine. I like Cam Lewis. But if something were to happen to Taron Johnson or he doesn't clear protocol in time, which he's optimistic of, it seems like he should be able to do that, then you got to move Cam Lewis now to slot corner and DeMar Hamlin becomes your next up safety. So it is a ripple down effect when it comes to that position. And then the last one, um, I, I think Christian Benford is a, is a loss, right? I mean, that's a, that's a good player. He's played really well this year. But you could do a lot worse than Dane Jackson as a backup. And honestly, in this game, even though, yes, the Chiefs, the way they throw, you'd love to have Benford available, you got to tackle in this game. Pacheco is a guy who runs really hard. And Dane Jackson's actually a good tackler on the corner. So I trust him in that, in that space, in that regard. Yeah, I think I, – I, I, I think... You know, getting Douglas back is a nice boost there too. 
So you know, yeah. you'd love to have your your full your full complement of guys, but I feel like Douglas back offsets Benford going out, um, and I yeah. and I too I feel pretty good about uh, about Dane Jackson. I'm I'm curious what if Bernard can't go, what they'll end up doing at linebacker. The, what, what are the options, right? Is it just down to three guys? Dotson has no designation, so I assume he's going to be there. Dorian Williams is healthy, and then I've got AJ Klein. And I just wonder, because of the style of offense, maybe it's just one of those things they'll have to get a look at how it's going. Um, Because, like, Williams, I feel like athletically could be the closest comp to Bernard, but he's a rookie, and there could be, you know, like, that could be exploited. There could be a mistake. Maybe Reed uh, and Mahomes would even, like, target that and and exploit it. Um, But I I wonder what they'll do. Maybe mix and match, uh, because Williams maybe has the potential – to, to be a story in this game if he gets the chance either way, right? If he plays a lot, he could make a glaring mistake, but he also could make a big play for them that I don't know that Klein in the passing game is capable of making. I agree with that a lot. If they if um if Bernard can't go, we already know Spectre can't, yes, I would fully expect it to be AJ Klein calling the defensive signals as the Mike linebacker and Tyrell Dodson playing the Will linebacker spot. Um his normal spot. So I I wouldn't expect, you know, so you're really only changing out one guy there. But there's a difference between Bernard and Klein, obviously, in coverage. And I think that the Chiefs would test them. The Chiefs would want to target that area, see what they can do against him. Um, I would think that Dorian Williams would be, you know, a backup. And he might have to learn and know both spots here. Now, if something were to happen to Klein, you could move Dodson over to Mike and you could put Williams at will. That's fine. You know, but you might have to have all three guys kind of be ready to play any of these positions. And I've said all week and I do wonder, do the Bills play a little more dime in this game? Now, again, going back to what I said about not having Taylor Rapp, you would use Cam Lewis, which is fine. But maybe do you use Jordan Poyer up at the linebacker level even a little more than traditional passing situations. Maybe that's a way to mitigate everything that's going on up there. So I think it's going to be really interesting if Bernard isn't able to go. And if he is, I still expect the Chiefs to test that because, I mean, that ankle injury looked really bad. And he said this week it's a re-aggravation of that slight ankle injury he had against the Chargers. If you remember that a few weeks ago, Christmas weekend. So if I'm the Chiefs, I'm probably targeting him in coverage and saying what can he do and what can't he do. Constructing the Game Plan is brought to you by Admire Construction Equipment and Supplies, official construction equipment supplier of the Buffalo Bills. Equipment you need when you need it. Well, this, I guess, has either already been said or goes without saying, but in, in, in this matchup, you just can you, – you have it in – you're in so tough because of who you're playing against. Mahomes, mm-hmm. Andy Reid, Kelsey, you know, the fact that they've had struggles at receiver – past rice and kelsey if you want to include him is is definitely true but man this is not the coach and the quarterback i want to be in this spot for i mean right it's, it's one thing to play the steelers who are the almost the polar opposite in terms of acumen <laughs> offensive coaching quarterback play you know and and the bills look it was a seven point game in the fourth quarter uh, against pittsburgh mm-hmm. as it started to look like they were going to lose everybody for a while there but there, there's no reason not to expect Kansas City to know just how at least to try to exploit the Bills' weaknesses. Plus, Sal, not to, not to paint such a negative picture here, but they, they've they had so much experience against each other that mm-hmm. no doubt Reed and, and Mahomes could 
you know, remember and find even on film, obviously, you know, matchups involving Cam Lewis probably. Uh, I mean, Klein was active for the two playoff games in Kansas City, mostly played special teams. Every, Jackson, you know, every one of these guys. So um, really, we'll probably find out pretty early just what what the Bills are able to do to stop Kansas City from exploiting their weaknesses. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, one, you know, positive of all of it is, you know, against the Steelers, you're right. Once these guys started to go down, the Steelers, they started to move the ball. They took advantage of it. They noticed it. You have to remember, though, those guys were backups all week. In this case, at the very least, the thing that can help you is they're getting the game plan and they're taking the reps. Right? They're the guys all week who are in in that spot saying, okay, this is what we got to do. They're not getting limited reps. They're getting the majority of the reps. You know, Terrell Bernard, even if he plays, he didn't, he didn't practice all week. So it would be the backups. It would be the A.J. Klein there that would be getting his spot and his reps all week. A.J. Klein walked in off the street last week, I mean, literally, right? He was on vacation, and he came in, and he knows the defense. But at least there's some semblance of, okay, I get all the reps this week. You know, Dane Jackson, I get all the reps this week. He's not splitting reps. So I do think that helps, but you're right. The Chiefs are still going to be very smart about how they attack. They're going to know exactly what the Bills have. And, you know, on the other side of the ball, same thing for the Bills, right? They'll look and say, "Okay, Nadi's out for the, that's one guy we didn't talk about." Nadi for the um for the for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, they already have a little bit of leaky run defense. We're, let's test them there. Let's see if they can stop us. We can focus our our attention on Chris Jones. So all those little things are going to be tested early in this game. We'll talk more about the matchup from Josh Allen's standpoint and the Bills' offense as we continue on the roundtable. Today with Sal Capaccio, Mike Shope and the Bulldog as well. Also a check on the other three playoff games, divisional round games this weekend and what we think might happen around the league. Stay tuned. More of the roundtable next after the update. This is WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.